York Yankees signed Carlos Rodon to a six-year, $162 million contract. I'm very happy about this. Rodon was really the last big pitching free agent out there. And I think that both sides kind of came to the middle on this one. Rodon, I think he was looking for seven years. Honestly, in this market, he probably could have gotten seven years. Six years, 162 million is not so outlandish when you look at everything. So hard to say this is anything but a really good signing for the New York Yankees. We had heard Rodon's name for a while, and it actually happened. And, and it's great. Rodon, the last two seasons, has been very, very good. He finished fifth in the Cy Young in the American League in 2021, finished sixth in the Cy Young voting in the National League in 2022. And I mean, he was truly one of the best pitchers, a, a strikeout thrower. In 21 with the White Sox, he went 13-5 with a 2.37 ERA, 132 innings, 185 strikeouts, so and, and a below one whip, 0.96. And then with San Francisco, 14-8, 2.88 ERA, 178 innings, 237 strikeouts, with only 52 walks, so a great walk-to-strikeout ratio. And this was someone that was always highly thought of, he was the third overall pick by the Chicago White Sox in 2014. But it took him a long time to really get going. The stuff was always there. He was always, for the most part, like I said, a strikeout pitcher. But the numbers were pretty bloated. I mean, but when you actually, when you do look at it, I mean, the whip was always bad. The control wasn't very good. The control was tough, but he's really found it. And... I, I really, I'm very happy with this. You look at this Yankee rotation right now. Garrett Cole, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino. One through four is ridiculous. And then right now, presumably Frankie Montas is number five. And look, I have my doubts on Montas, but as a number five starter, it's fine. If he can find where he was with Oakland, you know, back, you know, in 2021, then you're looking at someone that could really be, this could be a great rotation, not to mention the likes of potentially Domingo Herman or Clark Schmidt, or even some guys that we haven't even heard of that could fill in. So the rotation is in a really good shape. And just the, the pitching overall, I, I think now what we'll talk about a little bit where I think the Yankees now they need to attack what they're going to do lineup wise. But Rodon, I think, and I think he has the, the, wherewithal and the mental capacity to perform well in New York. I think he wants this. He's not going to be afraid. This is not like a Sonny Gray situation. This is not a Frankie Montas situation. And, you know, Chicago and San Francisco, not quite New York, but also, I mean, there's some level of expectations there, but it's different. New York will be, you know, definitely a lot more pressure, but if he can perform well here, he will be a household name. He really deserved that, but hasn't gotten it. But Rodon, he was really essentially going to be given up on. After the 2020 season, he was non-tendered by the Chicago White Sox, but they did bring him back on a three on a three million dollar deal. Now, maybe that was always the plan. Maybe it was you know sort of a situation where they knew that they would come together again. But look, like there was a chance that he was going to go elsewhere. So it's crazy. His career was at a true crossroads. He was basically performing. You know, and there was injuries as well, but he wasn't really performing at all did nothing in 2019, did nothing in 2020. He hadn't really been relevant. I mean, you know, from 15 to 18, he, you know, he was a starter in the White Sox rotation. Like I said, the whip numbers weren't great, but the strikeout numbers were there. 
you know, 139 strikeouts in 130 innings his first year in 15, 168 strikeouts in 165 innings in six in 2016. So the ability was always a thing. It was never, that was never a question, and he found it. And he threw a no-hitter with the White Sox in 2021. He's had a couple of postseason appearances. You got to remember, in 2020, he wasn't very good. And he came in relief against Oakland, didn't pitch very well. Then he had one outing against the Astros in 2021, which ironically wasn't very good. However, this, he has very good crew numbers versus the Houston Astros, which you have to take seriously. Uh, although, again, in that, in that playoff performance, he had a start versus the Astros that was a short one. Didn't really, you know, didn't really go too deep and it wasn't great. But has, I think he has like a below two, maybe like 1.5 ERA in his career versus the Astros. So... I'm very excited about this. And per year, what does that come out to? That come out comes out to about what? 25 mil or so per year. Let me just confirm that real quick. But again, I really feel like this is a, a reasonable deal. And yeah, 27 million per season. Not bad. Really not bad. For, for what he did in his last two seasons, if he can replicate that. And look, over six years, Pitchers get hurt. That's just a thing. But this is a legitimate – and look, I, I think very highly of Nestor Cortez. But you still would expect some level of regression with Nestor, even if he remains to be good. And Severino, of course, there's health risks. And look, Severino is going to be a free agent after the season. So you didn't really have – yes, you did have Cole under contract for a long time. You did have Nestor under, court, under contract for you know some more – but beyond that, you know, Montaz is going to be a free agent at the season. You didn't really have a whole lot locked up. So now Carlos Rodon's in there. So again, I, it's hard not to be bullish about this rotation. And Carlos Rodon is a lefty, which obviously plays well at Yankee Stadium. So you have a nice mix in this rotation. A couple of lefties with Nestor and Rodon. Power righties with Cole and Severino. And so, yeah, really feel good about this pitching. But I always felt pretty good at this pitching. So it's improved. Really, what you've done is... From the end of the season, you've gone from Tyone to Rodon, which is a market improvement. But now, what do you do on the offensive side of things? That is the question. And, and left field is what needs to be addressed. Andrew Benintendi, can they make it work? I have my doubts. I think it's possible. But I think what he might be asking for might be a little bit too much. And so I think that's in play. And I think he'd be really the best fit. But maybe it's a trade that happens. And I think that Oswaldo Cabrera and Aaron Hicks are definitely, I think, seen as, you know, backup plans. I'd love to get rid of Aaron Hicks, but that's way easier said than done. I, I really don't know of teams that are going to be interested in Hicks. You're going to have to give them something else that's appealing. So what happens in left field? I think that's like the main thing. But look, you're, you're kind of set up everywhere else. Harrison Bader in center, Aaron Judge in right, standing at, at DH. You got the catch situation, which I wouldn't expect to change with Trevino and Higashioka. I mean, I think that's what it's going to be. Rizzo at first. Second base could either be Glaber Torres or DJ LeMahieu. Third base could either be Josh Donaldson or DJ LeMahieu. So there's options there. I'll admit Donaldson at third. You know, I don't love that. But again, like there's other scenarios that could play out. And shortstop, you got the kids plus Connor Falefa. You got Peraza. You have maybe Volpe. And kind of fluffy. So while there could be moves that are made in field I wouldn't expect it. It's left field. Left field is the definite hole. And if you can improve that, then then you're kind of set up at that point. But I really think that they need to take that seriously. I, I, whether that be a trade or whether that be a free agent signing, 
I hope it's something substantial. I don't want it to be something that's just, you know, I want it to be a legitimate, you know that they're going to be the starting left fielder and there's no question. But for now, very happy about this Rodon signing. And yeah, like I, I don't, look, there's always going to be risk. Six years, it's a, it's a lot. But I think I really felt like there was a chance that Rodon was going to get a seven-year deal. We were, we've been seeing ridiculously long contracts. So for him, I mean, again, like, I, I can't say enough. These are some of the best numbers in baseball the last two seasons. Truly, 36 walks, 185 strikeouts, 52 walks, 237 strikeouts. I know San Francisco, that's a pretty good pitcher's park. But he did in Chicago in the American League. So that's the encouraging thing, too. He did it in Chicago, which I would profile that as definitely more of a hitter's park. Plus, the Amer- and I know the Central isn't that difficult, but the American League certainly is. I talked about those Astros numbers. So I think Rodon could definitely play up against good pitching. He is the last two seasons been right in that Cy Young conversation, and now he fits in right behind Garrett Cole in that Yankee rotation. I think you have to look at this as really one of the best staffs in Major League Baseball.